0: Hello and welcome to episode fifty-eight of North Point Plus. I am joined by someone that is not Rick. By Rubel. not
1: Rick Rubel. Not it's Rick. supposed to be Richard Robert Rubel, Richard the Third the Third today, but Rubel. Rick is feeling under the weather, so yeah. <laughs> I am a. a, a You're a miserable. Over plan B. I am. I am what we got. So <laughs> we hear. You're not feeling under the weather. You're feeling right at the weather. I'm going to use a baseball metaphor here. or a, uh, Yeah, I guess baseball. Sports, metaphor. Sort of sports uh, metaphor. Yeah, I'm, I'm like third string off the line coming out of the box. I just mixed two, at least two sports right there. Yes. So you're the pitcher that hasn't been warming up. Not even close, but <laughs> I'm probably going to throw out a shoulder during this podcast. But it'll be great. So good. Well, but I'm looking forward to it. At I, least yeah. that'll be entertaining. Well, I'm glad to be here with you on your this is kind of fun, on your on your last yeah, I was actually, ever North Point Plus <laughs> Plus happen again. podcast.
0: <laughs> I was actually thinking about it. You were the first person to interview me for North Point Plus. Oh, for real? And it always, it almost always worked out where when I spoke, you would be the oh. One hosting. Oh, well, this so is the this Lord. Is... This
1: must be the Lord, yes. since yesterday this we talked about hearing God You speak. brought me into this North Point Plus world. I'll take you out of this <laughs> world. You will take <laughs> me out of this North Point Plus world. That was something my dad used to say often. I'm just kidding. My dad watches these. I don't think he ever said that. But it's a good joke, right? Your parents, that's what they say. i
0: brought you into this world. Yeah, I'm trying to think if my parents ever did say that to me. You can't say that now. I got plenty of vague like spanking threats from my parents, but oh. I don't know if I ever got that specific like a murder threat. Okay. <laughs> like my mom my mom, my mom's thing was she would rattle the spoon drawer. Oh. So if we were acting up, she would just go to the kitchen and she would just open it and all the spoons would rattle and we would know. So in
1: your home when like your wife pulls that drawer out, do you like have like Yeah, it's like a Vietnam <laughs> flashback for that's me. Good. Good. <laughs> just that's takes good. me back. Takes me right back. I could do I do trauma informed therapy. So if you need we can well never mind, forget. You're out <laughs> <That's true. laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got like forty minutes before
0: I'm dead to Chris. That's all I
1: need. Forty minutes and we can revolutionize here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Mark's last podcast. Yeah. It's cool. Cool, man. I'm glad to be part of it. It's kinda of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's been uh every Sunday has gotten harder and harder coming towards like, you know, this is my my last sure. week here at North Point. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's been cool. I, I I have loved North Point. Sure. Um as a as a ministry, as a church. Um it's been cool to be a part of that. Love North Point plus. Um and <laughs> was up on stage yesterday and Rick put me on the spot and said, do you wanna say anything? I said, no.
1: That's <laughs> that's often what we should say from the platform, yeah. But
0: I will talk on uh, North Point Plus. So I, I just wanted to say, you know, if you're watching, if you've been a regular watcher, if you're, if you're new to North Point, thanks. Um, for supporting me, encouraging me in the ministry. Thanks for allowing me to <laughs> to do this weird ministry thing. Uh, it's been a blast. And I was thinking, you know, <laughs> we put so much stock in in last words and final words. Yeah. Um, was thinking like, you know, I don't really have like anything revolutionary to share for people. But the one thing I would encourage people, and this is something that we at North Point just encourage in general, um, is to just love the church, mm. to love God's people. Mm. Um, that. I think it is something that I have just been so, and, and I can say this just because, you know, you get permission to say things when you're on your deathbed. I think uh, so. I'm yeah. on my North Point deathbed. Yeah, by the way,
1: Mark's not dying. That, well, I mean, not any faster than anyone else. No, really. I would be dead to Chris. <laughs> but other than that, I've told Mark for two weeks you're dead to me. So. <laughs> and then I shunned him. But I think, I hope you know I'm kidding. Like, this is all in yeah, good you can fun. Shun and reshunned. Well, yeah, that's I learned that from The Office. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. not This Office, like the TV show, The Office. Yes, yeah. The greatest TV show ever made. Yeah. No. Well, you're trying to say something profound, and we just yes, took it to a. Which is, <laughs> tends to be how we operate. <laughs>
0: just inject some humor. Yeah. No, yeah. I think one of the things we often talk about at uh, North Point um, are one of our our big guardrails, which we'll talk about. One of them is scripture. We're going to talk a lot about yeah, scripture sure. in the podcast in general, but the other one is just the unity of believers. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's something over my time at North Point is that's just so importance to protect and it's so hard to protect in our lives because we yeah. tend to we tend to operate culturally just out of a a person uh, A worldview that's just easily offended. Mm -hmm. And so when we are offended by something or we're hurt by something, even if it's legitimate, like I'm not trying to diminish people's hurt. um, We just tend to let that drive everything that we do. And you let church unity fall by the wayside. And that's like we just can't do that. So if you hear anything from me on my my last podcast and my last profound words, it's just love God
1: love God's people and love the people that God calls to be his people, which is everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, we joke, whatever, but, uh, uh, big kingdom mindset, yeah, like like we recognize, we'll feel we'll feel uh, some sense of loss with mm-hmm. you gone, but but we, well, I, I believe we believe I believe yeah. so strongly in big kingdom, like you know yeah. the Lord is faithful and, and you're going to do things and yep. and uh, this sounds really cosmic, but one day <laughs> <laughs> we will all be together again. Yeah, you know, and uh, the, I don't know, there's beauty in that. In yep. between now and then, we have like 82 billion social media platforms. That uh, <laughs> if we care about people, we stay in contact with yep. people. So it makes it really, uh, really easier. Then, yep. So and again, what the Lord has planned is just cool to see. So,
0: anyways. Yep. Yeah, it's cool to be a part of. It's definitely bittersweet. Um, and know that I think I said this on the last podcast. Like the, the, <laughs> the intention for Julie and I is not to like unfriend everybody at North Point. I mean, <laughs> As just me. And that was just me. But it's okay. just Chris. Good. Chris will that. be unfriended. I will, <laughs> I will be blocking him. I don't blame him. But you. other
1: than that, yeah, we're gonna keep Emily. Emily. R- Cape, well, obviously. Chris Will Block. By the way, my that's my wife, Emily. <laughs> of the two of us, she's the amazing one. She's the one worth keeping. Amazing, beautiful, phenomenal, intelligent, <laughs> capable. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> and I just try to I'm glad I have you live in that shadow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a great shadow to be. I'm in. okay with it. That's what I do
0: with Julie. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. Well, uh other than that, we also uh Rick spoke yesterday. He did. And uh he said some words. Yeah, uh, yes. And uh, that was great.
1: Yeah, and we had some questions from those words. We did have
0: questions from yeah. those words. Uh, and typically, we'd like to have the, the person that spoke do like yeah. a 30-second summary. So I guess my my 30-second summary, and you can add to it and make it a 60-second summary. Super. Is we talked about God's Word. God speaks through His Word. We're doing Experiencing God, this series where we're talking about, uh, you know, each week we're kind of diving a little deeper. We're going like a layer deeper into what it looks like to experience God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so these next two weeks really focus on, okay, we've talked a lot about, God and God's will and God's like God's will versus God's will for us and how that works like and how we how we operate that and then now we're kind of diving into this uh these units that talk about okay how how does God actually speak to us um, and so this first week really focuses on God has spoken and is currently speaking through. His word, yeah. um, Which we look at and we say, like, this is scripture. This is the Bible. That's that's God's word. Uh, And so Rick really kind of dove into that uh, in this message of, okay, what what is God's word? How do we interpret that? How do we look at that? How do we read it properly so that we don't take it out of context and not just treat God? I think one of the points that that Rick made was God's word isn't a buffet. Right. Just kind of pick and choose what what you like and what feels um,
1: good, but leave the stuff like the uh, vegetables and the Brussels sprouts and which is what I do at the buffet. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm going. Not paying for that. pudding and some pizza, basically things. Start with P. <laughs> yeah. That's how I operate yeah, with my yeah, buffets. Food stuff. Well, uh, I th- And it's an incredibly uh, important topic for people to think through, not just in a one-time sermon mm-hmm. uh, or uh, a unit in a book, but this concept of God speaking in our lives, right? Incredibly valuable because right. you can fall off either end. Right. And I know, like, theologically, uh, kind of my early uh, education and training kind of fell off the, well, God doesn't speak anymore. Today, it's only in Scripture. Right well, cool, there's a lot of questions in contemporary culture that there may be some application in Scripture or maybe some general stuff, but there's nothing specific about, well, who should I marry or what college should I go to or a myriad of other, right? So, so that becomes kind of a challenge. I think that's yep. one end you fall off. The other end we fall off is, well, God speaks to me every mo- like, like audibly, verbally on every single thing. Right. And often then we hear people say things like, well, God told me that I should do this thing that seems so clearly in Scripture is sin. <laughs> right. I want to be careful about using specific examples, but. Yeah, no, I'm. I you don't know what I'm like, saying? So,
0: specific example, Like, I, the example, I think I've shared it on this podcast. Yeah. Like, I had a friend that um, was going, like, just had a really rough patch in their marriage, and he told yeah. me, well, like, I
1: just felt like God told me to get divorced. Right. And I said, no, he didn't. Right. I because know, I know he didn't. <laughs> and and I've, I've heard sometimes that followed up by, because God just wants me to be happy, right? Yep. Well, um, m- maybe not right now. Right. Maybe he wants you to grow. Right now, or draw closer to him right now. Yes. So, but yeah, that's God told great, me, and you can't point. argue. So this God speaks thing, there's two ends you can fall off, and I think this yep. is great for people to just continually work through and think on and, and, and chew on and meditate on and and and. Die, die, um, grapple with the scriptures on and yep. yeah
0: good yep yeah no it was great so there's yeah if you didn't watch the message it's worth going back and listening to i mean yeah. it might sound like oh this is just like one of those boring academic podcasts of like how do you read the bible properly yeah. but like <laughs> there is a certain point we're in our relationship with god brick brick uh, yeah <laughs> rick brought up a yeah. great point of you know there's a difference between reading a note from your wife mm. like and reading a grocery list from your wife sure. and reading you know a note on you know how to set up the crock pot while she's out or whatever it might be, whatever you're for your family. Like there's a difference yeah. between those notes that were left by your wife. And so when it comes to yeah. God's word, there is a difference between reading the Psalms versus yeah. reading the gospels versus reading Genesis versus revelation. Like those are all very different books. So right. h- how we approach that uh, is important. So, we got some questions, mm, and still. the first one has nothing to do with what we just talked about. Good. Bring it on. In. So, uh, what, what is it? Uh, this is just a logistical question. So someone submitted a question that uh, asked, uh, when it comes to the mobile app, I can't get the mobile app to give me any other choice for attending other than I'm attending online. And this is a good logistical thing to cover because we've changed a little bit <laughs> how we do we, wait, attendance. We,
1: We've changed. We've,
0: we can as change. As a church, we can change.
1: Insert, <laughs> insert Baptist joke here, right? And whatever denomination <laughs> oh, you We like love, to tease. you we love you. Whatever denomination, <laughs> I was Baptist. I was earlier Lutheran. I feel like I can make those those jokes. I've been a part of several denominations, so yeah, I then think you can make those the jokes. Then. Us, we can yeah, we got them pretty much
0: everybody. All right, pretty much everybody. What's up with the app, Mark? What's up with the app? What's up? With the... So if you've been attending in person, you know that we've got these little black books now. Yes, we do. So if you are attending in person.
1: That we actually have had for a long time, but yes. uh, we had to pause them during COVID because yep. you couldn't you touch anybody pens. that anybody touched ever in COVID. And so <laughs> we tried to honor that. And now I think we're in a post-pandemic world where we're living with the reality that there are germs and stuff. And so people should probably wash their hands. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So we're bringing back the, ba- the black books. We brought back the books. Yeah. The books are back. Yeah. The books are back in town. Uh, and so because the books are
0: back in town, if you're in person, yeah. that's what you use. Yeah. You don't need to use the mobile app. Yeah, please don't. But if you're online, yeah, we can't give you one of the books to fill out.
1: Although that would be amazingly cool if people were great. at doors uh, <laughs> at that time knocking. Yes.
0: If yeah. you want to help figure that out logistically, uh, you can figure that out, and you let us know.
1: There are a couple of other religions that have figured that out that door knocking thing. That's true. We could do uniforms. Uh, I like this idea. Well, we're going to work on this after the. Yeah, button. we'll workshop it. So we'll see how it goes. So if you're if you're in person, black book. And if you're not in person, if you're online because you're traveling or you've got some reason that you can't get out of your house or whatever, you know, some ailment or something. That's where you're going to use the app. Perfect.
0: And in addition to that, if you're a new person, you're totally new to North Point. Yeah. Also, you're going to text that word guest to 833 Chat NCC. It'll let you download the mobile app. Right. But then if you're in person, you got the black book. Yeah. So in person, black book, not in person. Perfect. Fill out the mobile app. Perfect. That will be it. great. Yeah. So hopefully that clarifies stuff. Spread the word. That's not an exciting word to spread, <laughs> but spread <laughs> the what word I learned. to your neighbor.
1: Here's what I learned in the podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Well, let's All start, right. Let's so start talk about that. Of, that's than... good.
0: We're good there. All right. Now we got two questions okay. that are uh, about God's word. Which I think you're, this is. Both of these are really, really good. I love yeah. the questions. So the first question that came in says, uh, there's a verse in, uh, I think it's in 1 Timothy. I think that's the verse that Rick referenced hmm. uh, that says that God's word is useful. That's a specific word, and I have heard people say that because it uses the word useful, that the word is not essential, and they they quote this verse. How would you recommend that we respond to this perspective? So, again, to kind of summarize their question, there's this passage in 1 Timothy that says that God's word is useful, and I think it goes on to say, like, useful for reproof, for rebuke, for encouragement, things like that, but it's not essential. So there might be churches that would say, well, you know, God's word is useful. We totally believe that, but we don't. Necessarily put our flag in the in the belief that God's word is essential.
1: Yeah, that's uh, uh, you. You tossed this question to me a little earlier, so I just was it was interesting because I was thinking I've never heard this perspective before. Me either okay, so I didn't know if this was something that I'm just not familiar with or maybe a little more niche. Yeah, uh, it, it, I
0: mean, it, logically I, I can see how people get
1: there. I haven't I haven't encountered anyone that has made this argument okay. yet. So uh, I I think the verse they we're looking at is that Second Timothy three sixteen. I'm looking from the ESV. Uh, It says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for Mm -hmm. teaching. So the NIV, I think, says useful things there. Um, And that's that uh, that's an interesting uh, question, Mm -hmm. because I think that's a very English way of trying to translate the word or understand the word. Useful, because even as we go to uh, the ESV, English Standard Version Bible, uh, and it translates it profitable, well, that would change, Mm -hmm. I I would think, the understanding, even just in the English. But if you did this magical thing that I took five minutes doing this morning and use a program called Blue Letter Bible, which is free for you, you can download the app on any of your devices, or you can use the online version, Blue Letter Bible um, does this interesting thing where it takes that word and it gives you the Greek word, the Greek word for... um, NIV translates it useful. ESV translates it profitable. Is "ophilemas," which mm-hmm. sounds incredibly fun. So academic, yeah. Wasn't that great? <laughs> and uh, and it is this word that means of value. Yep. And so uh, in and of itself, of value, and then it's interesting because it'll show you the other places that that word is used, which is only a handful of places in the New Testament, which I thought was kind of fascinating. Yep. One of those places. And I'm just going to walk you through Blue Letter Bible. This is how you use Blue Letter Bible. Yep. Super simple, that's right? Um, one of those places is First Timothy 4.8. Now, that's fascinating because same author, yep. right? So same guy using the same word in a little different context. And this is what he says in First Timothy 4, starting in verse, uh, let's say, 7. Uh, it says, have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. We have this training concept that's being yep. utilized, kind of here-we-go sport metaphor. Oh, boy, Chris is already confused because we're sporting now. <laughs> it says, for while bodily training is of some value, that word value is that of filemas, yep. right, of some profit, of some yep. use. Or if you look in the literal Greek, it says of little use, like it's a little useful, it's a little profitable. Um, godliness is of value, of philemas, in every way. Hmm. So it actually assigns value to this same word. So, so uh, that to me is kind of helpful because it means this concept of where that value is placed. So if we run it back to that Second Timothy 3.16... 17 all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for yeah. all these following things it adds value it is valuable it brings meaning and completeness and uh, you know we could mm. preach that for the for the rest of you know our podcast time if we wanted to <laughs> for things like teaching and reproving and correction and training yeah. for the man of god so so i don't think it's 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 a useful but not essential right that's not the that's not the tone of the word it is this, it brings value for. And again, Paul yep. uses it in First Timothy four to say physical training brings a little value because yep. it's body only, but godly training, training and godliness brings yep. immense value. <coughs> Same yep. word. And then in that second Timothy passage, it, it talks through that concept of it brings value for yep. all these things you want to do.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's great. And I think I think if we're looking to kind of address the argument of you know, if so, some, if someone comes to you and says, you know, I I do think God's word is good. I just don't think it's essential for my life. You know, if we're responding to that, I would, you know, I, I, this is the point where you ask a lot of questions. I would have a lot of questions for this person that that sure. finds f- value, assigns value to God's word, but doesn't assign maybe ultimate value or yeah. essential value, whatever it might be. And I would say, okay, you know, if we're if we're starting to ask questions, okay, what are your views on Jesus? What, how, you know, and then start to go down that line of it seems like Jesus assigned great value to God's word because there's a yeah. lot of times where Jesus is interacting Jesus with, scripture, he, with yeah. priests and with Pharisees and with all these different people groups and Jesus defaults often mm-hmm. to just quoting scripture mm-hmm. because there's immense value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's kind of the path I would walk down if we're wanting to respond to that specific argument of, well, I just don't think it's essential yeah. in my life. I'd say, well, it, it seems like if we're looking at the life of Jesus, which is the life that we're supposed to model Scripture was a huge part
1: of Jesus' life. Yeah, so to kind of sum it up, like if you are using this verse, it does not give you the ability to say, "Well, it's useful but not essential." That's not what the verse is not talking, it's talking it's about. It's adding; it actually is saying the opposite. Right? It is saying it brings all kinds of value to these things. Yep. If we're thinking from the macro level of, well, you know, I the Bible, cool, yep. but you know, it's 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 not really essential. Um, then I am with you, but then then what is your basis for? Yeah. Uh, anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you
1: don't bring it back to the scriptures then how do you decide? And this is a cultural reality, right? Yep. Folks then yep. decide based on their best guess. Right. Right. Well, I don't think that that's fair so I, that's not okay or I don't yep. I don't want to do it that way so I'm not going to. Well, that's fine, but what about the person that says well you need to do it that way? Yeah. Where's the where's the baseline? Right. Yeah. Arbiter? It
0: Goes back to what Rick was talking about in the message that you're just, you're just kind of treating God's word like a buffet. Yeah, I like this, I don't like that, I like this. Um and that's I mean, we, we understand this in every aspect of our relationship with God, that it's all mm-hmm. or it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not this buffet. I mean, we, yeah. we tend to trick ourselves into thinking that it can be a buffet. Like, I'll take, I'll take the blessings from God, yeah. but I don't want to take the hardships. I don't want to take the trials and yeah. the suffering and all yeah. that. And it's like, no, you, when you get God, you get everything that comes with it. Yeah, and You don't get to, yeah. to pick and choose.
1: And the, and the beauty of that is that it really is for our best. Right. Nowhere in there is God looking to make us miserable or. No. Uh... Uh, I don't want to fill in the blank, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or some kind of a negative thing. Uh, it is for our best. It may not feel good at the right. time. Uh, and again, we always use the analogy of raising children, right? We do right. a lot with yep. our kids that they probably don't feel like is good at the time. We joked earlier about eating vegetables. We kind of joke about <laughs> that. It may not and en- they may not enjoy that, but we're going yep. to encourage that because we know it's for their health and growth and benefit, right? They're going to be better because of it. Um, and the same with the Lord. He puts us in yep. scenarios, or we, we come across scripture that challenges us, yep. causes us to stretch, kind of like you would a muscle. You know, you're going to tear that so that it builds stronger. Um, so that's yeah. that's the full counsel of God's word, right? Yeah. Not just this thing makes me feel good, so I'm going to land on this promise. That's what you're saying. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Good principle.
0: All right, last question. And this one is uh, I'm, this is good. I'm glad we're wrestling with this. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just read the question as it is. Yeah. If to understand what God is saying, we need to understand all of the Bible by what it meant to the original hearers the original audience how do we say that god is also speaking then to us in the modern day isn't he technically just speaking to the original audience. So this goes back to so Rick brought up uh, hermeneutics, mm. which is again a $5 word for basically like how do we understand yeah. this? How do we properly understand this? And uh, if we're going through hermeneutical principles, who, is it, who wrote it? Who's the author? Who is he writing to? Yeah. Uh, who was the intended audience? How would they have understood it? So if we come across a word of useful or beneficial or profitable, or whatever it was, Ooh. what did it mean to them, yeah. not what does it mean to me? Right. So So if that's how we understand the Bible, isn't God just only speaking to that original audience? How do I also say that God's speaking to me Mm -hmm. in 2022 as I sit here in the North Point Plus podcast Mm. room? How do I say that God's word is speaking to me when it was written to
1: the Philippians or the Ephesians or the Colossians? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Uh, good thing to wrestle with for sure. Let yeah. me let me come at it from left field first. Uh, sometimes when we talk about like hermeneutical principles, or well, you need to do all this to understand what the Bible says. Right. Then I, I, I sometimes. Uh, uh, and I mean, I, this stuff gets me excited, so maybe not so much anymore. But I can think p- earlier life and people in my world are like, "Oh man, forget it. I'm out." Sounds right. like a lot of work. <laughs> right. I'll just, I'll just do whatever the pastor says, or I'll just do whatever the book says. Right. And I want to discourage that thinking. Like, uh, yeah. there is some element, and man, I'm going to get in trouble for probably using the phrase "progressive revelation," but there is some. I know, but there is some. There is some reality to it. like you do the best you can with what you have available to you, and trust the Holy Spirit in that process. Yep. So there should be a, like a. Um, you feel good. That helps you feel a little better. Yep. Like, don't freak out. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do all this 73 hours of study in Blue Letter Bible, and I got to understand what the original here is, right. and I got to learn Greek, <laughs> and I got learn Hebrew, just so I can understand what God's trying to tell me and how to raise yeah. my kid and love my wife. You'll be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to survive. The Holy Spirit's job, like John fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, clear, right? The Holy Spirit's job, convict, bring truth, yep. you know, help us understand scriptures. A, lo- a light Scripture, illuminate Scripture to us. So... If your goal is to just draw near to Jesus and the Scriptures helping you to do that, like, he will do that. Like, you're going to be okay. Yep. Um, and this is where I would, I'm way in left field on this, yep. absolutely highlight life groups or some kind of uh, people in your world as you're wrestling yep. through scripture. You, you, made, you mentioned earlier about, you know, old buddy of yours or whatever that was like, I'm pretty sure I should divorce my wife. The Bible told me to, or God told me to. If he's in a group or she's in a group where they're like, I'm not so sure, had a good friend like you to say, I'm not so sure. That's a really healthy thing. Yeah. Uh, and so there you go. There's kind of the yeah. Let's put some and parameters to this.
0: It's healthy, and I would I would go so far as to say it's it's essential to have that. Yeah. For you for you to enter into this walk with Jesus, where you dive deeper into Scripture, into God's yeah. Word, and you do that alone. Yeah. I think actually ignores Scripture. Yeah. So yeah. to to go off into to right field if you're in left field to go off yeah. into right field alone. Yeah that's that's how people end up in very dangerous places where you yeah. start saying like oh maybe God's word is a buffet where I don't need absolutely this, don't
1: need that, and so. and we've all got people in our world that have said well I don't need church it's just me and Jesus you yeah, no it's not I mean it is like salvifically. It absolutely, absolutely, is. Is. absolutely is and and all, but <laughs> you know that usually that mindset is because I want to do what I want to do and I don't want anyone to, to even question why I'm doing what I'm doing well yeah. okay fine you, you do you boo <laughs> but but i, I it's not if, if if our heart is a genuine I want to draw close to Jesus yeah um, that does involve other people yep. Um so anyways okay yeah what was the question just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> the idea of, so I, I I'll start and then I want you to weigh in because this yeah. is just my perspective and i I, I kind of land in this world yep. um especially the last number of years of i as I've unpacked scripture more and, and just kind of doing what i am doing yeah um, I think it is it is absolutely uh uh imperative that we understand how the original hearers would have heard it What was God saying to the original hearers? We can't understand what it means for us today in the 21st century if we don't even take a stab at understanding how it was originally heard. Um, Like, there's just no shot. And so, and there's a billion examples of this, right? um, From uh, roles of women in the church to uh, LGBT issues to. Creation, evolution, theistic evolution, seven day, literal. like we got to understand how. Oh my, sorry. <laughs> so passionate! I'm this is Baptist right here, man. <laughs> the throwing stuff. Uh, understand how the original hearers would have heard it first. Yeah. And so, a lot of that starts with just understanding uh, the type of literature that that scripture sits in. So, that right. book of the Bible, we call them all books because that's what we call them, but they're not. They're, they're letters or their histories or their poetry or right. whatever. So, that, that goes a long way. Yep. That gets you, I think, 75% of the way there. Just yep. understanding what type of literature it was and understanding how a Hebrew would have, or a Jew would have understood, or a Greek in right. some of the New Testament context would have understood that. Yep. Concept in their culture. Um, and that's pretty simple. Again, like that's not yeah, a little Google, you know, a little question. Yeah. With the resources we have nowadays, yeah.
0: much easier than it was even 20 years
1: yeah. ago. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You don't have to pull out a big old thick commentary to try <laughs> to, you know, figure that out. And so, um, yeah. so yeah, understanding how the original hearers would have heard it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's huge. And I think the. You almost have to tackle this question in two parts of why is it important to understand what the original hearers would have heard, and then how how does then that still translate to God speaking to me? And so I think when it comes to... Understanding the original here is I there's always examples that I kind of default to to, yep. to kind of showcasing this, and a, a, the most common one for me is like the graduation card. Oh, that we is this to, Jeremiah
1: 29 Jeremiah I was thinking 20, the same thing, Jeremiah 29 11. That for, for
0: I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, and so we take that
1: verse out of Jeremiah, and We never finish that verse. To, nope. to make you a nation is, nope. I think, the next line. That, Shh, sorry, sh- sh- sorry? We don't need that. We, we just need Jeremiah 29, 11. Because it gets weird if we go to the next uh, finish of that, right? Because right. all of a sudden it's talking about make you a nation, great right. name. And we're like, wait a minute, that's not, right. that doesn't fit in an individual's life. Right. Because it wasn't written for
0: an individual. And, I mean, it, it's just so funny when you think about it because you look at Jeremiah 29, mm-hmm. and so you've got 28 <laughs> chapters that come before that where mm-hmm. Jeremiah is basically telling Israel, yeah. You're gonna be miserable, yeah, for a long, long time. time. You're yep. gonna be in exile, a couple You're generations, be incredibly yeah. uncomfortable. You're gonna be basically enslaved, but not really enslaved right. for decades. Yeah. But and then yeah. at Jeremiah
1: 29, yeah. now.
0: My ultimate plans are for you to prosper. Hang
1: plan. in there, guys. I have exactly. great plans this is, to this make great you. great encouragement.
0: And again, yeah, as it yeah. goes on, I'm building you as a nation, not an individual. So
1: then let's walk through that. So we, so if we understand the context, right, a little bit of, of, of uh, Israel's history and they're in captivity and all this negative blah, blah yeah. and God's got this great, but, Jeremiah says, but God's got this great plan for you. Hang in there eventually. And there's some math with some years and whatnot yeah. that sort of hides in there. Um Okay, great. That was great for them, for the Jews in this ancient Near East uh, culture uh, back (laughs) in—I'm going to do the math bad so someone will check it and call me wrong on it. A while ago. A couple thousand BCE kind of thing. Um, uh, uh, So so what does that mean for us today? Yeah. So— Falling off one end would be uh, saying, "Well, that obviously God wants good for me. So even though my finances are tough right now, my finances are tough right now, my my family doesn't like me, my dog yeah. won't talk to me." Yeah. Um, well, this verse tells me that it's going to get better. Yeah, that's. I think that's one end to go. I don't know that that verse tells you that. Yeah, but I do think that that verse gives you insight into the character of God. Yep. And if He had these great plans for Israel, yep. and if God hasn't changed. Yeah. And if I look at some New Testament scripture, it talks about using all things for the good for those who love him, Romans yep. help me somewhere 8, in there. Uh, something, 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 something something something. I should look it up before something. I start <laughs> winging stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I can see this character of a God who who has his people's best interest at heart and in mind. Yep. I think that's an appropriate principled yep. use of the text yep. without saying, well Jeremiah 29:11 tells me he only wants what's good for me and so he's got this great plan right. for me even though Yes. Dot, dot, dot. God's plan is never to harm me, so
0: if I'm experiencing harm, I'm not in God's plans. That's a that I think we would both say that's
1: that's getting into dangerous territory of how you, how you well, interpret you, that to grab that text and put it in. Do you have one? What we often use is a uh, uh, proverbs. Um, I don't know what is it five or six. So train up a child in the way he should go. Maybe it's so we'll Not depart from it. Yeah. No, what does that mean? So, well, we got to understand the the, the literature. Uh, let me back it up. Often parents feel great guilt. Well, oh, I must have done something wrong because yep. my kid is off the yep. rails. And what do I do? Oh, what was me? Well, okay. Or, well, if I just lock down on my kids and I just train <laughs> them right, right, right. Then they will never walk away from the Lord. So, there's two ends to fall off of in that right. one single line of text. As a proverb. <laughs> As a proverb, so we understand, and we kind of talked about this when we walked through the proverb series, what yep. those are about. Those are general principles of life, not guaranteed yep. promises necessarily. Yep. But generally, if kids are trained up in the way they should go, they won't depart yep. from it. Well, what does trained up mean? How would the original hearer yeah. have heard that? We think about, oh, well, if we just tell them what the right things is, that's a very Western way of thinking. Yeah. If we just tell them what the right way is, well, then they'll do that. If we just tell them, if we just tell them if we we're not on repeat i'm (laughs) get you we'll get you somewhere but was that how the an eastern mind would have thought of that the answer is no case care um they would have heard that differently and thought about it differently you could do a little research on that here that makes it makes it really interesting and then okay so if if the original here would have heard that as a a more of an agricultural concept the trellis you know if you if you provide this framework uh, for the vine to grow in the way that it kind of is naturally leaning anyways that those types of I'm not an ad guy, but those types of <laughs> plans do what they do. Um, then it that that's what it'll do if yeah. you provide that framework Oh, okay. Well, that changes it a little bit how I might understand that in terms of how do I parent.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think it. It. I don't know. Maybe this is maybe it's dangerous to unpack this. I love uh, it. Dangerous, but it's Let's a, jump
1: in deep end, baby. Come on, last podcast. The exactly.
0: I can do whatever <laughs> I want. Deathbed podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can we subtitle (laughs) Deathbed
0: Podcast? That's so amazing. I love it. It'll increase our views. Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think entering into this realm of Bible interpretation, I think, is good because it starts to push some of your boundaries a little bit. You start getting into areas where, again, at North Point, we've specifically made things majors because we understand them to be majors in the Bible. And there's a lot of other things that are not majors. Mm -hmm. And so you get into things like you brought up like creation I'm ready. Let's go there. All of this stuff where it's like, okay, did God create it in six literal 24-hour periods? Mm -hmm. Because that's what our Western minds have understood things to be. Six, like six days means 24-hour days. That's how a
1: Western mind would think of that. Very numerical, very
0: literal. And if you think that, that's okay. Awesome.
1: That's not like
0: again. That's not a major. That might be right. We're not going to look at that and say, oh my gosh, if you think that about creation, then oh my gosh, you're way off. But there's also it leaves it leaves this healthy space within the church to say maybe those six days are these six ages. As you dive into the Hebrew word, it could be six ages. It could be six other ways of interpreting, just Mm -hmm. laying things out poetically of how like, we're going to separate a day into a poetic kind of understanding of categories. Like, You have all of these, I think, healthy ways of understanding and interacting and engaging in conversation where you can do that with creation, you can do that with baptism, you can Mm -hmm. do that with Communion. I mean, there were been like there were churches that were burning people at the stake because they had different views on yeah. communion back yeah. in the day. And like, yeah, nope, that's not healthy. Yeah. That's not how we do this stuff. But I think entering into this world of. Hermeneutics and understanding and, and biblical interpretation is good because it just kind of pushes your boundaries a little bit. Of am I really understanding what God wanted to communicate? Yeah. Or am I just kind of regurgitating what's been told to me right. my whole life?
1: And and how we land because I, I think like the issue of creation in particular, there I think there is a a right sure. place to land in that. Yep. How we get there, I think, is what's important. Yep. And so you know, you bring up uh, some of the different approaches that people have to. Uh, creation, understanding, days, yeah. and whatnot, um, and, and I'll just go to the question of: yeah. Well, what did the original hearer think when they heard Hebrew poetry? Because that's right. what Genesis, especially one through eleven, is Hebrew poetry. Right? What did they hear? Was it? And what was the purpose of it? Was yeah. it to communicate science? Was it right. to communicate numbers? Textbook. It, and and the the answer is: Well, that's not what Hebrew poetry communicated. It was always about communicating, not the 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 how, yep. but the who. Right. Now, all of a sudden that's just a different conversation so when when yeah. when you say well there's different options of how maybe how and I'd say yes and and I don't know that that any of those are the vital component to what's trying to be communicated there but I only think that because I understand a little more about Hebrew poetry yeah so if you really want to have your brain blown and <laughs> mess up all your theology I would encourage you this is a shameless plug for, well I guess it's not mine so it's not shameless yeah. it's but there there's just a plug for um, uh, a podcast called uh. Bema or Bema, B-E-M-A. It is uh, um, a Jewish guy by the name of uh, Marty Solomon. Uh, it's free. There's no cost to it. it. It's like three years long. So, you know, good luck. Uh, they start in Genesis and they go forever. Um, but it's just really interesting because what he does is he tries to just bring out the differences between Western thinking, our thinking, yeah. and Eastern thinking. And so that's that's where I've been for the last six months. It's been incredibly good and healthy yeah. and yeah. really reshaped. Um, not like Made me change my theology at all, but just reshaped how I think about and why I think about. So, anyways, yep. Marty Solomon, Bima, Bema podcast.
0: Yeah, and it's good. I think it's. I think all of that stuff is good, just because it gets you out of your theology box. We tend yeah. to put ourselves into a box that's very comfortable, and that's yeah. like that's not a
1: bad thing to yeah. think
0: about your theology and yeah. and work things out and then you start to have people that ask questions a little differently than you and again this is why it's important to do all this in life group in community mm-hmm. because if you just kind of run down that one track mind and all you have is the people around you that you've curated to support everything that you sure. think then you kind of end up in places where uh, i would
1: not advise that you go <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's easy from there to slip into legalism, to slip yep. into the "us four and no more" mentality, which is like, well, if you don't believe this small doctrinal component on right. whether it's literal seven days or right. age Earth or or millennial pre post, ah, right. blah, um, <laughs> then then obviously you don't get it. Right. It's like, well, that might be true. There are some things Indeed. that are incredibly clear in Scripture, like, you know, sufficiency of Christ. He's it. He's the only way to heaven. You know, John, right. 4, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's pretty yep. clear. Yep. Um, but even in that passage, I would want to know, how did the original hearers hear that? Right. By the way, there's no other way for the original. <laughs> if you <laughs> do the work, there's no other way. It's pretty pretty straightforward. Pretty straight. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, to make that a major, and I appreciate you saying majors yeah. and minors, North Point, that's, that's a major for us. Right. A minor it might be, you know, when and how the world's going to end. Right. But they will. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> yep, That's clear.
0: Yeah. And again, I think I think what you brought up in creation is is a great, like, this is a great way to look at all scripture is it's about the who. Always. So the emphasis of creation, yes, we can dive into and have those important conversations of, okay, is is a day, 24 hours? Is it a period? Is it a category? Whatever it might be. But the main point that God's communicating is that first verse in the beginning. Yeah. God, God boom. created. Yeah in the beginning that's God it. that's it yeah that's that's the big thing and, yeah. and that's true of End times as well, whether you're pre, post, amillennial, whatever it might be, or more revelations, just a freaky book that you don't like to read, because that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, it's just about Christ, like it's about
1: the who. Full transparency, so we can make some problems for this podcast. Uh, so what and makes me it makes me very comfortable to sit into a. Yeah, I, d- I tend to I tend to lean towards a literal seven day creation. That's that's my yeah. yeah, but I don't know that's the argument. Like I don't know that that has to be the sticking point. The sticking point is the who, right. not the how. Yeah. I have a I have a land on the how for lots of good exegetical. Yeah. Hy- hermeneutical reasons, but also because of the hermeneutics, I'm able to say, well, I, I, that's yeah. it, if if you believe something else, then that's okay too, yeah. um, as long as we're both like, well, it was God, right? Because that's the right piece. Yeah, and again, th- I mean,
0: this goes back to a little bit of of kind of what I. <laughs> was saying for my, for my last podcast, again, mm-hmm. deathbed podcast <laughs> um, is so often. I mean, y- you have had many more conversations than I have because you've been in ministry longer, but I have even had in my short time in full-time ministry, many conversations of where these things just become so yeah. major yeah. And you get laser focused on something that is yeah. the how, and it's yeah. not to diminish the importance of it nope. because how God does, how God works is so amazing Fun to think about and talk through. Yeah, and it's just employment. so fun yeah. and amazing and, and, and wonderful and at the end of the day it impacts how i treat you as a brother or sister in christ yeah. if i make that the laser focus rather than yeah. god the laser focus yeah and so that's that's the importance of entering into these conversations and you might hear this and think like oh my gosh like earth wasn't created in seven literal days like, no it, it, oh, it might have been know. it might have been And it's like it may maybe it was maybe it wasn't <laughs> but it's healthy to engage in these conversations knowing yeah. that this is my brother in christ and we both love christ yeah and we both love God so deeply that we are willing to engage in this conversation right. and wherever we end up at the end as long as we end up with yeah God's amazing this right. is about how great God is right that's how, that's so good that's so healthy yeah and we yeah it's 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 really hard to do that especially in church context, because you tend to, get, again, you get focused into that theology box where right. it's comfortable and this is all you've known. And so if no one has asked the other side, the other question, it feels like they're questioning God when they ask the question. Like if you get to the, the story of creation and someone says, like, well, maybe it wasn't seven days. It's like, yeah. are you doubting God? Like that's yeah. what it feels like internally. And so your heart right. starts to beat faster and right. you start to like, Ugh! it's like, slow down. Yeah, This is healthy. We're still glorifying God in the conversation. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's good. And I think North Point does that really yeah. well yeah. because of how we've categorized majors, minors, and there's elbow room to bump into each other. I like that. Yeah.
1: If this is a topic of interest to you and you want to do a little more digging on this, we do a six-week course. Uh, it's called Bible Matters, as in the Bible matters. <laughs> also, it's a play also, Bible Matters, matters of the Bible, uh, where we talk about this. We, we talk about uh, simple hermeneutical principles, uh, usually yeah. the who, what, where, when, why, and how. Yeah. Ask those questions on every text. Look at the context. Uh, talk about how to do that, real simple ways to do that. Yeah. We look at, we call them, I think I've said this before on here, uh, the mama misused passages, like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, 11, uh, where we have these few passages we like to jump on. But they may not mean what we think they mean, or they might mean yeah. what we think they mean, but we just needed to get there in a healthier way to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that we're paying honor to the text and what the original hearer heard. We talk about how to do that. So it's kind of fun. Six weeks, real, real, we also talk about how to use the scripture in counseling contexts, in, in group-leading contexts, or in just talking to your friends kind of thing yeah. in healthy ways, as opposed to using it like a hammer where we just take a verse and bash someone with it. It always works in helping them understand God's love for them.
0: There's a great track record for using the Bible as a hammer.
1: <laughs> uh, that, well, yeah. They could have world epic histories like Crusades and Inquisitions. But anyways. Um, uh, yes. But but that doesn't mean that we have to pull back on truth. Right. Where the scriptures are clear, we're clear. You know, we're, and, and not a hammer, but certainly a, you know, <laughs> whatever. Whatever I don't know whatever they would have understood it as yeah exactly <laughs> that's what we'll anyway. go with so we have uh, just pay attention to the app and listen to the announcements and, yeah. and check out the uh, get to the point and whatnot you'll yeah. see that pop up in the spring probably great
0: yeah I, I know we've been on this topic for a while but I do want to make sure we we emphasize that it, when it comes to this question of how do I know okay I, I know God spoke that to them yeah how do I know that God's still speaking to me and the the, the simple way that I would end on this is God. God told us that He's talking to His people. Yeah, still. And so, in God's Word, God God tells us that His Word is timeless; that His yeah. Word stands the test of yeah. time; that His Word is for His people; that His Word is profitable and of value. Mm-hmm. And so, it's the same reason that you know you can go back and you can read uh, the Gettysburg Address from sure. Abraham Lincoln that that still holds value. Sure. Um, and God's Word is of such greater value right. uh, of such uh, holier, separate. Uh, just it's totally different right. in that it's better right. that God can speak to the Israelites in Jeremiah and tell them, hey, life's going to be really rough for a while, and I'm going to get you out of this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. My plans for you are good. Mm-hmm. And that can speak to me mm-hmm. when I look at this world right now and yeah. the state that we're in and I can yeah. trust and go that, you know I know that God's good I yeah. know that God has yeah. better plans for his people yeah. so I'm going to trust in that hope um, and we do that because God tells us that's right. how we read his word Yeah. so yeah. I
1: don't yeah. know if you have anything to add to that but that's, nah, that's how we arrive at that nah, point I'm with you 100% uh, and that un- unchanging character of God you know the, the, the things that we learn about God's character you know that's who he is yep. and so that that's what brings us hope as opposed to pulling out a verse that somehow yep. you know yep. so. cool love it well that's all we got I feel like we should sing a final song or something. We should. Uh, uh, <laughs> friends are friends forever. Wait, that's oh, was, back Smitty. I was trying to bring it back to your day. Oh, a little damn. Michael W. I, Do we have to get copyright if I said that? I don't. Uh, that's fair use, right? <laughs> It's old enough now that it's fair okay. use. Okay. It's fair use, license, and it was a poor okay. rendition, so I've changed it significantly. So we're, I think we're clear.
0: I grew up watching a VHS concert of Michael W. Smith. I That's
1: how. I don't know what rate. to say to that because I think I got 20 years on you, so <laughs> maybe 10. Gosh, what was before VHS? What did you guys do? Was it just flannel graph? Is that what it was? Uh, flannel graph and live players. That's yeah. all we had going for us. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Okay, well... Oh, my gosh, that's so good. Cool. Well, thanks again for your time. Thanks for submitting questions. Chris, thanks for your time. Absolutely. Being Rick for a day. Yeah, Oh, It's a lot to step into. Big shoulders. But if anyone can do it for what are we at 40 20, minutes 20 minutes yeah i can do it can i can do, do it. it cool well thanks again uh, and yeah this is my last podcast so thanks again for everything thanks for your time thanks for engaging with the podcast keep doing all the good podcast stuff uh comment like the video share the video subscribe do all the fun stuff that helps us get the word out helps us reach more people that's always good we like to at least reach a few more people love it every time cool well thanks again and uh someone else will see you next week <laughs>